Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. What is going on, everybody? Happy Friday. Happy spring. What a beautiful day we have outside here in the New England area. What is going on? My name is James Murphy, a.k.a. Murphy, and welcome back to another episode of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. This is episode number 189. I don't know how I threw the zero in there. It just didn't make... Whatever. Whatever. We have Celtics to talk about. We have Bruins to talk about. And honestly, that's really what I want to dive into today. I guess today being the last podcast before the NFL draft, we should maybe discuss, I don't know, maybe the draft. And I definitely want to dive into that as well. Of course, the Celtics are up 2-0 over the Atlanta Hawks. That is expected. The Bruins are knotted up at one game apiece in their series against the Panthers. As both of those respective series head down south, Atlanta for the Celtics and Florida for the Bruins. Very, very intense and exciting. Definitely going to dive into that. And of course, we're going to discuss the draft and just kind of tinker with some of the you know selections I made in the mock draft 3.0. Before we get into today's episode, though, again, I want to reiterate what is happening next week for the NFL draft live stream. So again, I'm going to make a post about it, but I want to discuss it here too. Episode number 190 will not take place next week on April on Friday, April 28th. Instead, that episode is going to be pushed back to the following week, which is I think May 5th because we joked about it last time. Yeah, May 5th. And to replace that episode being pushed back an extra week, the NFL Draft live stream, which will be streamed on YouTube and on Instagram, both Merce Cartoon, will kind of take place of it. So that's going to be a live stream 
that should start will start at eight o'clock Eastern time. Very, very, very excited. In that live stream, leading up to the picks and such, we're going to discuss what my mock four, my mock draft 4.0 will look like. We're going to briefly discuss about it then. And as the picks roll in, we're going to read and react, discuss to the draft. Now, I will be releasing my 4.0 mock draft early next week, Monday, Tuesday, maybe. So we'll see. But in today's episode, I do want to talk a little bit more about my 3.0 mock draft. Since we we really breezed through it, we really did breeze through it. And again, I just want to kind of touch upon some things here throughout. So let's talk about Celtics here, because honestly, I really like where the Celtics team is at right now. They're doing a lot of good things, right? They're playing defense, right? They're putting the ball in the bucket, right? They're not giving up big leads. They're not blowing leads. Coaching looks really good. I mean, it's hard to really critique this team right now where it's at. I mean, the minutes on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are as expected. I mean, it's the playoffs. What more can you expect? The minutes on Rob Williams, to me, is not a concern. Him coming off the bench is also not all too, too much of a concern. I mean, I think given his history, I think that's a good spot for him just until you get deeper in the playoffs. I mean, he can still come off the bench with Brogdon. Or, you know, you could start Brogdon, of course, and then he and you have Time Lord coming off the bench, and you can still play your 25-plus minutes, your 30 minutes, 32 minutes a night. You just want to make sure he's available long-term, and I think that's what the Celtics are doing here in this first round, especially where it should be a 4 nothing sweep. I'm very excited for tonight's game against the Hawks. I kind of wish it was last night so we could go Celtics-Bruins, Celtics-Bruins and not have the both of them on the same night, which kind of sucks because the Bruins are also on tonight. I believe puck drops at 7.30. Uh, 7.30 puck drop and then the Bruins. I'm sorry, then the Celtics tip off at 7. Okay, so we got a half hour in between, so pretty much a period, uh, a quarter of basketball to be played so where the Celtics stand right now I really like them again it's home court though I've said this countless times and times again home court in the NBA is everything it almost dictate dictates which team's going to win a series look at Philadelphia they're up three nothing I think Sacramento's up two nothing oh actually no they played last night um NBA playoff bracket can we get like a updated bracket oh we can so the Warriors did win last night I mean we all knew this that they were a bad road team but a good home team definitely not you know not shocked there but I mean if you look just about you know a lot of places I mean Philly's taking care of business they're up three nothing Boston's taking care of business being up two nothing Denver two nothing uh Sacramento was up two nothing with both of their wins coming at home but I mean, it's a long. It's going to be a long series for a lot of these teams. I mean, Memphis and LA—they're tied at one. Uh, let's see, Cleveland, New York, Milwaukee, Miami—they're both tied at one. I think a lot of these series may come down to who has home court in Game Five, Game Six, Game Seven, and that's the unfortunate truth about it. I mean, Phoenix did a great job. They got a win on the road last night. Now they're up two two to one after blowing home court. So it is very, it's an interesting dynamic. And if the Celtics can take care of business, which they should, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to put them in an equal playing field with Philadelphia because as it stands, they're up 3 nothing in their series against the Nets. 
So Philadelphia is going to be well-rested after going four games, more than likely, with the Nets. You just don't want that series with the Hawks to carry out five, six, seven games. You've played more games. They've rested more. They're physically ready to go. You're physically still recovering. I mean, last year, that seven-game series against Milwaukee, against Miami, really burnt out the the Celtics come game four, five, and eventually where they lost in game six to uh, the Golden State Warriors. I think the Warriors played, what, one six-game series? I mean, I think they swept the first round, swept the second round, six-game series in, in the Western Finals, and then obviously six games with the Celtics. You just want to make sure, you're, especially where your next opponent is going to be rested. So I think if the Celtics can take care of business, that will give them a huge, I don't want to say an advantage because Philly's also up 3 nothing. But again, that'll give you a huge step towards equalizing your series against Philadelphia. Although the Celtics should be better, they should win that series. But Philly looks good. Philly looks really good. I mean, they've they've won a high-scoring game, 121-101 in the first game. They won a defensive tooth-and-nail battle in the second game. Also in the third game, where they held them again, the Nets, to under, 300, uh, under 100 points. In game three, excuse me. But Philly's defense looks really good. 101, 84, and 97. Those are the points that they've allowed to the Nets so far. And they're scoring 121, 96, 102. So they can play both styles of games. And I think that's all the more reason to get this series done with Atlanta sooner than later. To not only rest, but to also game plan and strategize. All right, they're going to try to take away player X and player Y. How can we counter with player Z? How can we strategize when they're in this defensive formation? When they're in this offensive formation, how can we? And those are all things you'll be able to do with the extra days off going into that series. So I really do think game three is very, very critical for the Bruins. I'm so, geez, wow. <laughs> for the Celtics, that's going to happen a lot. That is going to happen a lot. And it's have happened a lot. It's going to happen a lot. Oh yeah, the you know the Celtics have to go to Florida to play the Panthers tonight and try to take back. No, Murph. No, what are you doing? Oh yeah, the Bruins. You know they hit a good three pointer last night. Wait, what? <laughs> it's it's when you when you talk a little on the fast side like I do, which I'll admit it, I talk fast. I try to slow down. I try to make sure you know I pause in between sentences. But sometimes I just get that thought going and I just start rambling. And just getting things off of my chest. And next thing you know, I'm calling the Celtics the Bruins, the Bruins the Celtics. I got the Red Sox as the Patriots. I got Bill Belichick as the, the coach of the Celtics. I got, uh, you know, Mac Jones, the goalie for the Bruins. It's just, what are we doing, Murph? Relax. Relax. Have fun. I honestly lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I lost my train of thought. Um, but yes, I do feel confident in the Celtics going into Atlanta. I expect Atlanta to give you their best quarter, their best half of basketball probably all season as they're going to give you every punch they can give you in order to give themselves a 15-20 point lead so they can clinch game three victory earlier than later. But as long as you can take that first, uh, first half punch from the Hawks, I think you're a significantly better team, which has shown, and I think that'll really carry through the remainder of that game, especially in the second half. I don't expect the Hawks to roll over. 
I really don't. And I don't think anybody should. I mean, maybe game four, you'll see the Hawks roll over if you're up by 20 at halftime. But with the Hawks, again, they're coming back home. Boston took care of business at home, as they should. And I think the Hawks know that. And I think they can kind of deal with that. But they definitely need to come back, the Hawks, and they have to try to equalize the series. And as long as you can prevent the Hawks from doing that, I like where the Celtics' position is in this series. Up 2 nothing, with a chance to go up 3 where Game 4 is just a formality. And the more I keep looking at this Atlanta Hawks logo, the more I see the Hawk in the logo. But it also looks like it's Pac-Man eating like a cracker or something. I, I got to blow this logo up. I, I definitely know I'm not the only one. You know, it looks like he kind of has like a tongue from like the under chin of the hawk. And the eye of the hawk in the logo kind of makes it look like he's eating like again a cracker or something. Very, very weird. I don't, I don't understand how I made that connection, but that's kind of what I've been looking at as I've been talking throughout this episode. Anyway, so those are my thoughts on the Celtics. I was going to say Bruins. I almost said Bruins. But let's see, we have Game 3 today, we have Game 4 on Sunday, Game 5 on Tuesday, Game 6 on Thursday. So, if we were to have an episode next week on Friday the 28th, we would be talking about this series, hopefully be talking about this series all wrapped up and on to probably, inevitably, Philadelphia. Especially where Game 6 ends on Thursday. We shouldn't even have to see a game six. We may even be able to talk about the Celtics clinching this first round series against the Hawks again, you know, on Thursday. You know, just just before we really get into the meat of the NFL draft. Should be able to. And we might. Who knows? That would be nice. I'll probably get distracted a lot by, you know, talking about which quarterback's gonna go number one and such. But I'm very excited to see where the Celtics are at. They should be doing this. We shouldn't be shocked. We shouldn't be surprised. This is what they should be doing. It's just that plain and simple. And, you know, a lot of people, and that's kind of where I transition to hockey here, a lot of people are telling me, oh, but Murph, yeah, the Bruins lost a game on home ice to the Panthers. You know, why don't you flame them like you've been flaming the Celtics all season? I've sat here thousands of times and said home court in basketball matters. Home ice in hockey does not matter nearly as much. It does matter, yes. But it doesn't matter as much. Hockey is a completely, completely different animal. And I think we all can admit that. And I think we've all seen that so far. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get like a bracket thing. Kind of like what I have for the... Oh, I, I can. Here we go. All right. So, here are all the series. Is every... Almost every series is knotted up at one game apiece. Except Carolina leads the New York Islanders 2-0. And the Rangers lead the Devils 2-0. The Avalanche and the Kraken are tied 1-1. The Stars and the Wild are tied 1-1. The Knights and the Jets are tied 1-1. The Oilers and the Kings are tied 1-1. The Maple Leafs and the Lightning are tied 1-1, and so aren't your Bruins and Panthers tied at 1-1. 
that's just the nature of hockey. This is a tough tooth and nail battle that it's going to take a lot of work. It's not going to be an easy coasting Kind of like the regular season was for a period of stretches. Now, I don't want to take anything away from the Bruins in their historic regular season. But there was a lot of games where Marshan, Bergeron, McAvoy, Lindholm, Krejci, just any combination of those guys and more missed games and they were still able to win. There was a bunch of games that they had to go to overtime and win in overtime or win in shootout. That's just the nature of what happened so they did not coast and yeah losing game two at home is a little dis disheartening because it puts you in a much better more comfortable position going to florida up to nothing than tied 1-1 because you now have lost home ice advantage but i still feel really good about this team though now i know they didn't look good they didn't play good i understand that in florida they looked good and they played good but we have a series. The Boston Bruins have a series. Again, yes, I said this last week. I would like to have played the Panthers over the Islanders. I do. I think they're going to burn out soon. I really, really do. They played a lot of hockey. They had to really put in a lot of effort to win all those games in order to get into the second wild card spot. They are the eighth team in the East. I do believe that's going to catch up to them. Bruins... I know Bergeron's been under the weather. I know Allmark's been under the weather. They have a bug going through the locker room. I know all of that. But they were still able to win one game. And in game two, a lot of times they did not look good, but there was a couple of moments, some hits, some offensive uh, possessions. They looked okay. But if we can just piece it all together, I really do think that the Bruins will be able to do this. And again, who expected them to go 16-0? and Because it's a race to 16. The first team to win 16 games will hoist Lord Stanley. I didn't expect the Bruins to go 16-0. and I also didn't expect them to lose game one or two to Florida in Boston. But again, but that's just the fun in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I didn't think the Kraken were going to steal a game in Colorado, but they did. I didn't think Edmonton was going to lose a game in Edmonton, but they did. That's This is one of the many reasons why playoff hockey is so good. It's so unpredictable. I mean, yes, the the Devils are um are down to nothing, but they may end up still winning the series. Same with the Islanders. You just don't know. Any of these series that are tied 1-1 one team could win the next three, and next thing you know, they won game. They won in five, back sweeping, four wins to one. Maybe these series go seven games. It's just so unpredictable in hockey. We just don't know, and that's one of the beautiful things about the Stanley Cup playoffs. But going, let's direct our attention a little bit more towards the Bruins. I think they'll be fine. I know the Panthers have played them tough all year, especially in the four regular season games. They split with the Bruins. Here now, through six games, including two playoff games, it is still a split series, 3-3 now. I, I'm very, very excited to see this team go out there. I think they'll bring a lot of energy. I think losing game two was a little 
little slap in the face, a little splash of water to kind of wake them up and be like, hey, guys, this this is playoff time. This is playoff hockey. We have to actually go out and win. We're not going to coast. And they did not coast in the regular season, so they know what they need to do. They've been playing that kind of hockey. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Pretty much all year, with or without guys resting. Whereas in recent years, Stanley uh, Stanley Cup, uh, President Trophy winners would oftentimes sit a bunch of guys a week out, two weeks out, three weeks out of the playoffs once they've clinched you know, the first seed or the President's Trophy. I mean, look at the, uh, the Lightning, 2018-2019. Previously tied the record of wins, 63. Clinched the President's Trophy well in advance. And next thing you know, they get swept, I think, 4 nothing by, I think it was Columbus that year. That was the year the Bruins went to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Oh, the, the Stanley Cup finals. But that 63-win Lightning team 
lost first round. They didn't even win a game. Who saw that coming? I sure as hell didn't, and I'm sure you didn't either. I don't think, I know I've heard this a couple times on the radio yesterday. Should the Bruins switch goaltenders? I don't think so. Allmark looked terrible. I Yes, I know. He also got bit by that little bug that's going through the locker room. I don't want them to switch goalies. I don't think they need to. If Olmark looks awful in Game 3 and they lose, and the majority of those goals are his fault, then yes, go to Swayman. But like, some you know some of those goals weren't necessarily his fault. You know, Bruins turning over the puck in their own defensive end right in front of the net, resulting in you know very high chance opportunities for the Panthers. Olmark's looked good on a lot of them, especially where there's one. I forget who had the puck on the doorstep of Olmark, and he's trying to just dangle, 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 and shoots, and he wasn't able to do anything because Olmark was right there. So. I like where Olmark is at. I mean, he's going to be the Vesna winner trophy. Uh, Vesna trophy winner, undoubtedly. Can't just pull him out of net. I mean, last year, different story. When they were playing Carolina in the first round. He didn't look good in games one or two. Bruins lost. They put in Swayman. They win games three and four, granted at home. And that was whoever had home ice was ended up winning that series. Because no road team stole a game in that series. Panthers have already done that. Now if the Bruins want to win this series, the Bruins are going to have to go out and do it themselves. And they are more than capable of doing just that. They very well are. And I'm very excited for Game 3 tonight. But they need to put their best foot forward. Who knows what's going to happen with Patrice Bergeron? Will he play? Did he even make the trip down? Who knows? But they definitely do need Patrice Bergeron. They absolutely do. They need their captain. I think I think the Panthers player's name was uh, Sean Bennett, I believe. I know Bennett was the last name. He missed game one. Then he comes back for game two, and the Panthers look like a completely different team. They got a little jolt and boost of energy. And that's exactly what Bergeron's going to do. That will allow Krejci to be on the second line. That'll allow... Um, That'll allow Cole to be on the third line, and you won't have to play with the lines. Allow Frederick to be on the fourth line. So I think if the Bruins can just refocus and get healthy, I think they'll be fine. They're the better team. They have the better coach. They have the better players. I think they'll be just fine. So am I overreacting? No. Was I upset and disappointed that they lost? Yes. But that doesn't bring out uh, that doesn't bring out frustration. That doesn't bring out concern or worry or stress. Now, if they lose Game Three, a different story. That's a whole different conversation. And let me see here. We might be able to briefly talk about going into a potential Game Six Thursday, the beginning of the NFL live drafts stream the NFL draft live stream excuse me oh I just hit my microphone I hit my windscreen I okay <laughs> so we might be able to talk about potentially going into a game six we might be able to talk about the Bruins wrapped up the series and by winning the next three hopefully the Panthers don't win the next three therefore we won't be talking about the Bruins at all 
But I, but nonetheless, next week's episode, again, episode 190 on Cinco de Mayo, we will be talking about the Bruins facing either the Maple Leafs or the Lightning. As long as they advance, which they should. So I think that is going to wrap it up for the Bruins discussion. And I know we talked a bunch about the Celtics and the Bruins so far in today's episode. But if you have anything you want to add or anything you want to, you know, give back on, anything you want to rebuttal on, give me your thoughts and opinions down below in the comment section on this YouTube video if that's where you're watching. Or you can reach out to me via social media at Murph's Cartown on Twitter, Instagram, and of course, uh, Facebook. I want to know your thoughts and opinions about both the Bruins and the Celtics. Are you excited? Are you concerned? Are you worried? Do you feel good? Let me know. So, let's revisit the this 3.0 mock draft. I want to spend a little more time. Specifically, I want to spend some time on the Patriots. What are the Patriots going to do? What should the Patriots do? Should they go offense? Should they go defense? Should they trade back? I don't know. <laughs> I I really do think that the Patriots should stay at 14. I, I do. If they trade back, would I be surprised? Of course not. In my mock draft 3.0, I have them trading back. Back to 19 with Tampa Bay. Now there's conversations where Dallas from 22 is going to want to trade up to draft B. John Robinson or a player that they deem. Tons of rumors that Jerry Jones will do that. Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft have a pretty good relationship. I'm sure Bill Belichick is going to have to maybe make a move back. You're going to go from 14 to 22, though. I don't know who's going to be at 22 that you could draft, but you should get a haul. I mean, they're moving up eight picks. You should be able to get a first and a second or something on top of that, maybe two firsts. I don't know, but I really think the Patriots should stay pat. I really, really do. There's going to be a ton of good talent at the board available. I know in my mock draft I got... Let's see, Tyree Wilson, Devin Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez, Darnell Wright, uh, Jackson Smith and Jeeba, Nolan Smith, Michael Meyer, Dalton Kincaid, Joey Porter Jr., uh, Peter Skoranek, Broderick Jones. These are all guys that could be available to the Patriots at 14. And I have them kind of all dispersed throughout the first round. Tyree Wilson as high as 5, Witherspoon 6, Gonzalez 7. And then you could also see Skaronic, Kincaid, Broderick Jones, who I have going in the back of the teens. There's connection to Zay Flowers. I think they had him in for a workout last week. That could be someone you go for at 14 as well. We saw a slew of wide receivers go between 10 and 20 last year. You re- you have a really good spot to take one of those guys, whether it is Jackson Smith, Najiba, Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison, whoever you may deem worth it. But then again, you may have a team like Dallas or Minnesota, Tampa Bay, uh, willing to trade up to take one of those guys or somebody else. And going from 14 to 19, I would not hate. I think, now I, I said this, I've said this a lot. I don't want the Patriots to draft Jackson Smith and Najiba. I really don't. 
just I'm too scarred by the swings and misses that the Patriots have had at the wide receiver position. Not just Nikhil Harry, but Josh Boyce as well. Uh, Malcolm Mitchell was good, and then he got injured, and he could never get back on the field. And I can't even think of any other wide receivers that the Patriots... Let's see. Wide receivers. Patriots. Drafted. Not even just in the first round. Uh, Let's see. Edelman was a quarterback when they drafted him, though. Uh, Malcolm Mitchell, yes. Aaron Dobson, big one. Taylor Price with... Um, let's see. They have Josh Gordon here. They no. Uh, Dion Branch was a good one. Chad Jackson. Ugh. Uh, Slater ended up being one of the best, if the best special teamers of all time. But you're not going to draft a guy in the first round to be a best special teamer. Uh, Brandon Tate. That was a pretty bad one. So they've had some swings and misses. They have. Let's let's and of course Nikhil Harry. Something about Smith and Najiba, man, it's really growing on me. You know, I know Ohio State produces really good wide receiver talent. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Terry McLaurin, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be out next year. I know I'm missing somebody. Um, Curtis Samuel? Uh, let's see. Ohio State wide receivers in NFL. I know they've, they've come up with some really good... Oh, Michael Thomas? Uh-huh. Come on, give me... No, I don't want this ad. Okay, that's not exactly what I'm looking for. How many? Wait, give me. Can I get names? Oh, whatever. I, I could care less. But I gave you a decent list. The Patriots, the Patriots need someone like that. I would rather them go out and get a Jerry Judy or a DeAndre Hopkins, someone that's already established. But I mean, if Smith and Jeeva's there at 14, I'd be astonished. If the Pats don't take him, or I'd kind of be surprised if he's still on the board at that time. He is the best receiver in the draft, without a doubt. And then you got your tier two of Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison. You got your tier two of those guys. I just don't know how comfortable I feel with the Pages taking a wide receiver at 14, although they could use it. They really could. I guess it just depends on who else is available at the time of that pick. If Smith Najiba's off the board. If um, let's see, if Nolan Smith is off the board, if Skoranek's off the board, Kincaid and uh, who's the other tight end? Uh, Michael Meyer are all off the board. Maybe if even if Zay Flowers is off the board, fine. Let's trade back. I mean, Devin Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez, if those guys are off the board as well, okay, yeah, I, I'd understand trade back. It's going to be a really interesting draft. Bill Belichick loves to trade back. He's done it time and time again. I don't know if this time, though, it would surprise people. I think it surprised a lot of people. I mean, again, we saw it coming. We expected it. But I think when there was a bunch of different guys on the board at the time that the Pats needed, uh, Louis Seen, Andrew Booth Jr., Sky Moore, uh, another uh, Christian Watson was still available at the time. Like, when there's guys at that point, that you could absolutely use and you trade back. I just don't think it fits well or uh, sits well with Patriots fans. But if everyone that you want them to take at 14 isn't there, then it makes too much sense to not trade back, That if that makes sense. 
But either way, I am very excited for this draft. I really hope they get somebody good and they they don't give us like a guy out of left field. Like, let's see, like Keely Ringo, I think the beginning of the season had a ton of first round talent. He's fallen off. Could we see him go at the back end of the first round? Sure. Should he? Probably not. I'd like the Patriots to take a swing at him on day two. Would I be upset if they take him in the first round at 14? I don't think they should. I wouldn't appreciate it, but I'd be excited for it, though. But, that, again, that's a pick where you can trade from 14 to, like, 21 with the Chargers, for instance, and still be able to take him because there's other cornerbacks that are better. Uh, Manuel Forbes, Deontay Banks. I would even argue, uh, what's his name? Why can't I find him? I know Joey Porter's better. Obviously, Gonzalez and Witherspoon. I thought there was one more. I still think there is one more other than Keely Ringo. Either way, you get you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. But I think we all should be excited for this draft, no matter whose team we root for. I mean, Carolina, are they decided on a quarterback between Young and Shroud? Houston apparently doesn't even want to take a quarterback. Rumor has it they might not take one at two. They could go Will Anderson defense. Maybe they trade out. I think it would be foolish to not take whoever is still on the board between Young and Shroud. Of course, there's been rumors that Levis might go number two. Is Indy going to trade up with Arizona? Is Arizona going to trade back? Uh, so many questions, so many different avenues and reports that we could see this draft going. And I cannot wait for the first round on Thursday, April 27th to discuss everything. Watch, Carolina might take Will Levis and it's going to throw every mock draft up in the air, and it's going to be like, what the hell just happened? Houston's going to end up taking Will Anderson. What the hell just happened? Now, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, who were, have been one and two all draft process ever since college football season ended, ever since we had the draft combine and pro days, have been one and two. Ever since, you know, even when the Bears were still at number one, there was rumors they would take Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud and trade Justin Fields. Then Carolina comes up to number one. It's like, all right, they did this for a quarterback. They did this for Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. We don't know what these teams are going to do. And that is the best part about it. We have no idea. Hell, Indy might even trade out of number four for all we know. Maybe Will Levis, maybe Stroud and Young are all gone. They're like, screw it. Let's trade down to 11. I don't know. I just, I know... Tennessee's been Tennessee's been rumored to move up from 11 to 3 with Arizona. Who would have saw that coming? I can't wait for the draft night. I cannot wait. I love, love, love the NFL draft. I do. It's so much better than the regular season, especially where the Patriots suck now. But let me know what you guys think about the NFL draft. Let me know down in the comments below if this is where you're watching it here on YouTube. Or if you're listening to this podcast episode on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, anywhere you can find and listen to your podcasts, you can find and listen to Murph's Boston Sports Talk. So reach out to me via social media at Murph's Card Town on Twitter, Instagram, and of course Facebook. I would really appreciate you downloading, listening, and enjoying. But I want to know your feedback as we close out today's episode. It felt like a long one to me, in all honesty, but I know looking at the timer in comparison to last week's episode, last week's episode, it's like literally half of the length of that last week's episode. So 
I'm going to give you guys a break. I'll give you a shorter episode today. But I am so excited, and I can't wait to see you guys on Thursday for the NFL Draft live stream. Hopefully I do. Hopefully you can interact in the chat. Beyondly excited. But that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. Enjoy the nice weather outside. Enjoy the weekend. If you're going to any card shows, let me know what kind of deals you make. Let me know where you're going. I will be in Augusta, Maine for the Maine Collectors Convention, something like that. I don't know what the true name of it is. (laughs) But I will be up in Maine for that show. Very excited for that Saturday, Sunday, two-day show. And yeah, next time I'll see you guys, it'll be the draft. Hopefully the Celtics series is wrapped up. Hopefully the Bruins are in a good three games to one situation, right? I mean, I guess game five would be on Wednesday. So maybe that series is already clinched. Who knows? But that will do it for this episode. I really appreciate you guys. I will catch you in the next one. But between now and then, you know that I love you. And I will always, always see you. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.